half of my mouth is swollen. Like, for real. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get into this, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, now that we have that over with, hi, peeps. Excited to be with y'all here one more time. We are jumping right into it. For those who are new to the podcast, you are in the right place. Station with Stories. If you haven't checked me out online at station underscore stories is where you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, I might as well just tell y'all the website. The website stationedwithstories.com is where you can find everything pertaining to our podcast. And for those who have been with me, if you have been rocking with me for a while, y'all know y'all are always welcome. All right, let's jump into the book that I read and finished this past week. I picked up The Rachel Incident. The author is Caroline O'Donohue. And I really can't tell you all whether it was someone who recommended it to me or whether it was on a book list. But this book is not even a month old in terms of publishing, okay? It came out in June 2023 this year. And my three words for it are meandering, licentious, codependence. All right, meandering. The book, I would say, has a very unique path, and it is not very clear until the very end why it even has its name. And the book, you have this character, Rachel. She is the central character, but really... It is about a man she meets and who becomes her best friend. And it's really meandering. You you get this central character right away and she is in a situation right away. She has this chance encounter with someone who tells her about someone she used to know. And that unravels this big story. And so you have this present moment that launches her back into years in the past. And most of the book is this past story that is triggered when someone mentions her old professor. And you're wondering, I was wondering like, okay, what what does this mean? Why was it so important that we just jump into this old story based on this professor? You were thinking, okay, this is going to have something to do with her and the professor, but it branches out into a very meandering story about her best friend. And when I say that there are so many incidents that they go through, so much angst, so many different hijinks that they are going through, normal coming of age experiences and it's meandering. And like I said, it's mostly told in past tense. This is what happened before this moment when someone told me about something that happened. My professor, old professor is sick and she goes into the story. It's very meandering and really for me, a very different 
style that I am accustomed to. I'm used to being in the moment, understanding the why. You don't get the why of a story until the very end. And so it's meandering. The second word is licentious. This book, for many people, I think will be delightful, okay? (laughs) If you like the very open, easy, sexual awakening and the stories that go with it of one's early 20s, late teens, early 20s, really college age years, and all of the wild stories that many people might have from that time period of just being open and free and really just interested in discovering oneself, right? It's an adult book, but it talks a lot about young adult, early adulthood. And it is also very Irish. And I didn't mention at the beginning that this is an author writing about an Irish girl in a very specific time period. And that's the early 2000s, really going into the 20 teens as well. And that part is is really important politically later on in the book, but it is important to who she is. And it really feels like it's a book that's written about Irish people and this particular Irish woman and, and her best friend and what it meant to live in Cork at that time in history but to a non-Irish audience. I felt like it was written to me as an outsider. Like, let me let you in on this little secret world that you probably don't know much about, okay? So there's that. But uh, back to the word licentious, it definitely is licentious. I am not the biggest fan of, you know, heavy sexual references or just kind of casual sex and and it being kind of revel, but that is part of the book. And it felt like it was not just a general coming of age story, but it was also like, and we're Irish. And this is how we think about things and people from Cork. And this is how people from Cork think about people from the UK. And so that that part was very interesting, but it was, it, I think it's a, an important piece of what's being done in this book. And then the third word is codependence. And codependence as it relates to Rachel's relationship with her best friend, James. And that piece comes out immediately, okay? Immediately in the book, very early on, I identified this as a tale of self-exploration, of learning, understanding oneself at a very confusing time in life, early 20s, coming out of your teens, but also codependence and how it really can adjust your behaviors in order to be accepted by a person to be considered one's friend. You know, you adjust your behaviors if you are codependent and you really feel like you can't do much else without this person. That this relationship of codependence is is fascinating It really is fascinating. It is a book that I think at the very end makes its project very known, makes not just the the meaning of hearing this news about the sick professor and what it meant very clear, but really some of the smaller things that she happened to go through in that time period, earlier 20s, 
what that meant and how that impacted the decisions that she made later on as a woman in her early 30s at the present, quote unquote, present tense, present moment of the book and how those earlier decisions really impacted her. So once again, the book is The Rachel Incident. The author is Caroline O'Donohue, came out in June 2023, just came out, y'all. My words were meandering, licentious, and codependence. I will say really quickly that I did listen to this book. That was a lovely experience for the the accents, okay? They're Irish, and I just love that. I love when I'm listening to books, and specifically if they're coming from different cultures, different countries. I love to be able to listen to the intonations that are very different from the way that I speak. So that was a lovely experience, but whether you read it or listen to it, check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. TRICARE needs a little bit more care, okay? It needs a little bit more clarity. Now, if you have been with me for a while, and if you have a very astute ear, maybe you are hearing me slightly differently than usual. Maybe I sound just the same if I do, fantastic. But y'all, I'm going to admit that I am having a little bit of a different speech pattern right now just because half of my mouth is swollen, like for real. I had a dental emergency last week at the end of the week, ended up feeling some discomfort in my mouth and specifically with one tooth. And I figured, okay, this will go away. I might be having some sensitivity. I have kind of sensitive teeth. You know, I do the whole sensitive toothpaste thing. And I thought, okay, this is not a big deal. Just give it a couple of days. Don't chew on that side of my mouth. This will be over. By the next day, y'all, on Thursday, I thought, ah, uh, this feels more serious. You know, this, this, this does not feel like a eating or cold, hot drink thing. This feels like a sitting on the couch and my mouth is aching thing. And it it woke me up in the middle of the night. And I decided, although I don't enjoy going to the doctor or the dentist, I will go, okay? I, I make my appointments. I, I am regular on that kind of thing. I just don't love going. I talk about just moving and how much of a hassle it is to find a new doctor, a new dentist everywhere I land. But that is just what it is. And so... Thankfully, I had already established a dental practice. I called them. I went in. They were like, well, our little tests are inconclusive. You need to go to a specialist. Y'all, I was just like, okay, great. But at this point, I actually, I was hurting, okay? My mouth was hurting. And even as I talk to y'all right now, I can feel my mouth swelling up. So I'm going to try to make this as thorough, but also as painless as possible for myself as I talk, everyone does not get TRICARE, okay? Every doctor's office does not quite get it. Even those who accept TRICARE for some reason, they're always asking odd questions. Like, for example, TRICARE, they ask, like, what is your group number? What's the policy number? And I and I thought I said TRICARE. So I'm like, it's TRICARE. You mean my, like, my government ID number? That's what you're looking for, right? And when I got into the practice that I'm in right now for dental insurance, I realized that I had to figure out that it was nine zeros. And I'm not sure this is for everybody, but I understand that there is like a general 
series of numbers for everybody in this particular dinner group. And they, they told me, okay, you just put all these nine zeros together and that's for everybody. That's what we do for UHCC or United Concordia or whatever, right, it is. And I'm like, well, how does my dental practice not know that if it's the same for every TRICARE slash United Concordia subscriber? How do they not know that? And y'all, to have a card, can I see your dental card? Sir, ma'am, I don't have one. I, I said that this is military, okay? And so y'all, while I'm hurting, I'm also having to like talk to these new group of people who don't quite, you know, get it. I'm like, I'm giving you all your information that you need. You've asked for me. Y'all, I was filling out paperwork online and they were using language that is just not language that we use. I was like, okay, now what number do uh, you, what phone do I give my spouse's social security number? Because I think you're going to need to use that, but you're going to need to use my name. And y'all, they just, it just did not translate so well. And so it got me to thinking, y'all, we need to streamline the systems, okay? Streamline the systems. Because honestly, coming into this life, this male spouse life, I did not know all of this, okay? I don't think you really get all of this information in a good tutorial when you first enter this military spouse life. But even more so, when it comes to dealing with doctor's offices, dental offices, a lot of the verbiage is just not the same verbiage that we use, right? When I get my ID card out, I'm like, this is my number for me. This is a spouse number, the person who's, I guess, the subscriber. This is my social security number. This is his social security number. You know what I mean? You go through all of that, but they're trying to figure out what to plug in. I'm trying to figure out what to give them based on what they need to plug in. And there just does not seem to be a clear streamlined process. And maybe y'all, maybe, maybe, maybe it is me needing to do some more research. Okay. And understand, I know better now in terms of dental offices, what to tell them so that they can call my insurance and get things billed properly. But not everybody gets it, y'all. And to put all of this into perspective, even on top of that, I'm thinking finally we go through, I had to have, you know, this reroute canals <laughs> a couple of days ago, y'all. So like I said, my mouth is telling me that I need to start shutting it real quick because, you know, we are trying to both rest and live our best lives. And I just, I just try to do a little bit better at balancing in these moments, but I'm not great at it. And so I've already been out and about and my body is telling me you need to chill, girlfriend. But anyway, right? So there's that piece where I am learning so much about what to communicate because it's not streamlined. But y'all, once I finally got through, you know, this reroute canal procedure, let's call it, and all the meds that I need to take, antibiotics, all of that good stuff to be good, I get to the Walmart pharmacy because that was the closest physical pharmacy to my house. And they say to me, oh, I'm sorry, we don't accept TRICARE anymore as of May this year, I think. And I looked at that woman and I said, okay, so what should I do? (laughs) 
<laughs> and obviously, I, I knew what to do. I, I said, okay, well, I, I think I need to just cancel everything. And one of my medications, they couldn't transfer it over to another pharmacy anyway. So I said, you know what? Let me just call this doctor's office before it closes, okay? And make sure that they get my my medicines to a pharmacy that can actually take my insurance. Because, listen, should somebody have known that? How would I know? I have never had that experience before in my life where I got to a pharmacy and they did not take my insurance. And the actual doctor's office didn't know that either, okay? So I had to call them back. And when she asked me, the lady in the dental office, when I told her the situation, and I said, I actually canceled it because she wanted me to transfer. I said, and then also the doctor has to like literally do it himself, send this particular medicine to a pharmacy. They can't transfer. She said, okay, so what um, pharmacy would you like? And I said, I actually need your help determining what pharmacy will take my insurance. And it was lovely. She helped me. She went online. She figured it out. But y'all, help. When you are sick, when you are not feeling well, when you have some type of dental emergency like I did, I don't need all this drama. I don't. I just need these systems to be streamlined. I need people to talk to other people, systems to talk between one another, and make sure that when I'm giving information or when they're asking me questions, they're asking me questions that I know how to answer. They are plugging information that can make sure that all of the billing happens properly. And that when I try to pick up my medicine, Lord, let it just let it just be at the pharmacy that accepts my insurance. Okay. All right, y'all. Moving on to the last portion of the podcast. I have for you flash fiction. And this one is called Different Sides of Town. Claudia swung her shoulder forward, gloved fists connecting with a punching bag with increasing ferocity. Posters for this year's lightweight regional competition papered the gym. You look like you're in pain. Her boyfriend dropped his backpack with a light thud. A chemistry textbook, a tablet and a few pins were nestled somewhere in that bag. She turned her attention back to her drill and punched one, two. What do you know about pain? Claudia asked. I know you're not supposed to choose it, obsess over it, charge at it like a rhino. Claudia scoffed at him, but didn't stop her rhythm. An old argument this was. She continued her punches. One, two. One, two. One, two. There are other ways to earn money. Of course, you'd say that, she said, giving the bag a hard right hook before turning towards Rico. He knew she needed the money, knew she needed this competition win to enroll full-time into a college his father's dry cleaning business easily afforded him full-time access to. But this wasn't just about money, and he knew that as well. What's that supposed to mean? He asked. Because I'm right, you know. You box until you bleed. You train in the ring until your whole body's in pain. And for what? For life, she said. She pointed at a blown-up headshot, laminated and plastered in the south corner of the gym. I know, Rico began. She told him about her late father's fame and fleeting fortune. You don't, she replied. And I don't expect you to. As many times as I've told you, 
boxing is in my blood, that I have something to prove. But you don't get it. Not really. There's more to life, Claudia, Rico sighed. Than boxing? Yeah, for you. You come down here to blow off steam, to get a workout. But for me, this is life, both a means and an ends. They both were silent for a moment, letting the sounds of other trainers and gym members fill in the gap of their waning conversation. I guess I should just go back to Collins Street, huh? Leave you to it. Claudia caught the note in his tone, knew it was over. In a way, she always knew their teenage love blossomed from a chance meeting on the train wouldn't last forever. That this emerging adulthood would reveal how different they were. Guess so, Claudia said, focusing back on the punching bag in front of her. Go back to Easy Street, Rico. Because in this neighborhood, all the streets are called hard knocks. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you have enjoyed it, even though I have been talking through a half-swollen face. I think you understood what the assignment was. It was all about this military spouse life, all about these books that are enjoyable and very entertaining, and about this flash fiction. I've already shared where I am on social media. What I do need to tell you is that you should share where I am on social media and this podcast with a friend or a not so much friend, okay? Make a new friend. Share it with a stranger. Tell them why you love Station with Stories. Leave a comment and give it all the stars, y'all. You know what it is. This is Station with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis Jesse, and I will be back with you next Monday with a new episode coming in hot. Bye, peeps. <laughs>